Hey, y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. And you are tuning in on week two of a series I'm calling Instructions for Living. It's based off of two verses, two very short verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14. I'm going to read those right now, and then we will jump in to our talk for today. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Do everything in love. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. So I'm looking down uh, at my wrist right now, and I wear a smartwatch, which means, no, it does not make me smarter. (laughs) I wish it did. Um, But I'm looking down at it, and there are, on the screen, there are things that I can, when I flip my wrist over and I look, I see the time, I see the number of steps that I've had today, I can see what my heart rate is, how many calories I've burned, the date. Uh, uh, When a text message comes through my phone, it'll come through my watch. But why do I bring up my watch? Because without it, without some way of keeping watch of the time, I could in any given situation, any appointment, knowing myself, I would probably be very late to things if I did not have a watch. So this watch keeps me on track, keeps me to places on time. A lot of times I have to look at my watch to remember what the day is. And um, so it keeps me on track. And that's what the the talk we're going to do today is going to be about. How do we stay on track? And what First Corinthians Paul is saying in this verse in First Corinthians, he is telling us to be on our guard. We could also think about it as in a in a military on base. You have different watches of the night where soldiers go and they have to stay awake and they have to watch for any intruder or any danger that may come to attack the base. They are on guard. And the same is true in our spiritual lives. What are we watching out for? Why should we be on guard? I think it's obvious that we are to be on guard for spiritual dangers. And what are those? Those are things like our temptations, sins, activities that will lead us away from God. Anything in our lives that is put before God. So with those things in mind, we want to be alert. We want to be awake to any unusual or potentially dangerous situation. And with that being said, that reminds me of a passage in Matthew chapter 24. And here Jesus is teaching his disciples about the future. And in chapter 24 of Matthew, verse 3, it says, As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. 
for many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. So Jesus tells us here to be to be watchful and to be ready for his return. When we're not on our guard to spiritual dangers, we are not preparing for his return. So how do we do this? How do we be watchful so that we're not deceived? And how do we prepare for his return? I've got three things that I want to uh, throw out to you of how we can do this. Number one, we are told to stay awake to the temptation that is around us. If you flip over a couple of pages to Matthew 26, verse 41, actually, I'm going to read in verse 40. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So here in this passage, the disciples were, had been asked by Jesus to stay up and pray. This is in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was heading into his trials and looking towards the cross. And what did these men do? What did his disciples do? They fell asleep. And what did Jesus say? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. So we're to stay awake to temptation around us. We are to pray about that. We are to know our what our weaknesses are and understand that our enemy knows them. We must pray when we are vulnerable. Okay, we're to stay awake to temptation. Number two, we are to be aware of how we are living and what we are saying to others about God. The scripture I want to reference for that is in 1 Timothy 4, 16. And it says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Basically, this is a walk your walk and talk your talk. Let your words, actions, beliefs be consistent with what you say you believe. Others are watching you, and we should be watching our lives as well. So we're going to stay awake to temptation. We're going to be aware of how we are living and what that is communicating to others about God. And then number three, we are going to surround ourselves with godly friends. For this, I'm going to flip over to Ecclesiastes. That's in our Old Testament. Chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Okay, so let's picture this. Perhaps I'm standing alone at the edge of the woods, or maybe my back's to the woods, and somebody comes up, a thief of some sort, comes and tries to sneak up behind me. Now, that's going to be pretty easy for that person to do. Either hit me over the head or, you know, I don't know, drag me off into the woods. Who knows? I don't want to think too badly. But what if I had a friend 
standing beside me. And that one person tried to sneak up behind the two of us. It's going to be a lot harder for that thief to overtake two of us or sneak up, even sneak up and deceive two of us as opposed to just deceiving me. So take that to heart that we need to surround ourselves with godly friends who are perhaps spiritually on the same level or even more mature than you so that they can help you when you are on the watch for your own life and then you invite them, trusted believers, to be on watch with you. When you do this, you will be less likely to be attacked in a spiritually dangerous situation and you will more likely be ready when Jesus returns. That is the ultimate spiritual victory. So, how do we be on guard and prepare for Jesus' return? We stay awake to temptation. We be aware of how we are living and what our words are saying to others about God. And then we surround ourselves with godly friends. These are just three simple ways to be on our guard to the spiritual danger around us. I want to end today with a verse out of Colossians 4. Colossians 4, verse 2. Colossians 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That's Paul telling us that as well. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Can we do it? Can we be on our guard this day, tomorrow, and the next, and every day after that? We can when we devote ourselves to prayer, when we are watchful of the things around us, and when we are thankful for all that God has done for us. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this time. Thank you for my friends who are listening. God, I thank you for this instruction on how to live a godly life. God, that you have asked us, you've commanded us to be on our guard to be aware of the spiritual dangers around us, to even put on the armor, your armor that will protect us. Help us to do these things. God, help us to stay awake to temptation, to know the things that tempt us so that we can um, say no to that. Help us to realize what our actions and our words are communicating to others about you. God, may we not be false witnesses in any way, but may our words and our actions, our beliefs, our attitudes, all of that line up with what we say we believe. And God, may we also surround ourselves with godly friends, those who are going to stand up with us and help us to keep watch. And we can in turn keep watch for them. But above all else, God, I ask that we would devote ourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful for all that you've done for us and especially for how much you loved us you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross to save us from our sins because we couldn't do that on our own thank you and we pray in Jesus name amen all right y'all well that was instruction number one instruction number two 
we'll get back to next week. And we are told to stand firm in the faith. So I can't wait to dive into that with you next week. And I'll meet you right back here then. Have a great week. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life? to be in charge. If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.com. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.